exactly what all we were talking about, but she said if uh, 10 years ago, this is what a good wife does, 10 years ago if you would have told me you would have done a funeral and you would have preached in the same week, I'd have laughed. That's, that's what she told me, so that encouraging word, that's the truth. That's the truth though. In one week to do that, and she um, you know, it says God works in mysterious ways. And when He moves you to do something, you can't deny it. And that's, uh, He will move you out of your comfort zone. He will move things in your life. He will move priorities. It's a transformation and a change. When you truly surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And uh, today, as we open up God's Word, uh, I've went over many, many things the past few weeks and changed directions a couple times, but I landed in John chapter 3. And this is going to surprise a couple people in here this morning, but that's why I landed this morning. John chapter 3. Story of Nicodemus, a lot of y'all probably know it. Know of it. And I'm just going to read the, the first 14 verses. And then we're going to go back and we're going to break them down together. If you have a Bible or don't have a Bible, uh, if you can get something in your hand to look at this and let the words of God speak to you personally, that'll be great. Then we'll start in verse 1. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be, Jesus? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except He who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. What jumped out to you there? Anything personally as we just take a time to reflect? But if you break this down, we're going to go verse by verse. Pharisees, a lot of us know what the Pharisees were and just not going in deep, depth, real depth were there. They were a Jewish religious group focused on outward and not inward spiritual transformation. You know, you had the Sanhedrin, which was a court that that ruled in that time. 
Nicodemus was a high-ranked Pharisee. He was a member of the Sanhedrin. In that culture, if you would ask who was saved, they would have probably said Nicodemus. Because he was in the religious part. Verse 2, why did, he, why, why, why did he come by night? What do you think? Why would somebody come by night? Fear. Fear. You know, there's lots of things that you could say, but fear of what others might think or say. Fear of losing his position with the Pharisees. Whatever it was, it was motivated by fear. Nicodemus acknowledges this, that there is a God. You see that? We know that you are a teacher come from God. What does that tell us? We can know there's a God and not know God. We can know of God, but not know God. For one that does these signs, do you know, I'm sure he had heard of Jesus turning the water into wine, of things he had done. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again. And you know, at this point, Nicodemus has not asked a question. And y'all, to me, that's an eye opener. Jesus knew exactly what He came for. He knew the question He came with. He knew Him. He knows us. He knows us. What is He telling? Born again. What does that mean? Born from heaven. That's what that means. Born from above. That's what that born again means. He cannot see the kingdom of God. What's that saying? You won't experience it. You won't enter it. That's what he's telling him. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? This man was smart. Nicodemus was. Why do you think he asked that question? It's an impossibility. It's an impossibility to be born and then go back into your mother's womb. You have to be born of God. Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit. See that? He cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse 5. What is the water? The water that breaks at your birth through your mother's womb. That's the flesh. 
and the Spirit. So you have a fleshly birth through your mother's womb, the water. You have a spiritual birth through Jesus Christ. The second one is the one that saves you. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. And that, this verse right here is, is probably controversial over a lot of a lot of denominations, a lot of things, because why? It says water. What does our minds normally go to when it talks about water? Baptism. Baptism. And I had a question one night uh, from a girl, not a girl, a woman. And she said, why do all these people get baptized and there's no change in their life? I think it's called false teaching. We're more worried about getting somebody in the water than we are their faith in Jesus Christ. It's become about numbers in a lot of places. How many can I baptize? Let that not be so. If we're going to lead somebody to the Lord, they need to know the truth. The Gospel. That is a... And a lot... And, uh, I've seen I've seen this done though. I've seen this verse used. I've seen people pushed to the point of baptism and they put their faith here. They put their faith in the water. And yes, and I'm not preaching against baptism. Don't get my words twisted. I've been baptized twice. Romans 6 tells us. But that was declaring my death, burial, and resurrection in Jesus Christ. And my old life was buried and I left it there. And it's been there ever since that day. The first time I was baptized, nothing changed in my life. Because I'd been taught baptism saves you. It does, but it's baptism of the Holy Spirit. That comes from a God because He knows your heart. And it's when you believe. Truly believe. That which is born of flesh, He goes on right here. Jesus, that which is born of flesh, talking about the water, is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. The question comes to each one of us today, which one are we? Are we flesh? Are we spirit? Yes, there's a way. And a born-again Christian, there's a battle, a war that rages in your life every day between your fleshly desires and your spirit that's inside that is saying no. Every day you will fight that battle and I believe you will fight it till we're home with Jesus Christ in heaven. Verse 7. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. We have to realize that we are living life here one place or the other. We're either lost or we're found. And that's today. That's today. 
As we sit here, we're either believers or unbelievers. Nothing in the middle. Verse 8, The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. You ever seen the wind blow? How do you know it's blowing? Leaves? Yeah, see the effect of it. You see the grass wave? As me and Daddy were in the hay field this year, first thing I've ever, first time I've ever seen it. But an actual little hay tornado came up, and it took it probably forty feet up in the air. It was amazing, but we saw the effect of that. What's that saying? You're going to see the effect of the Spirit in your life. And as we've been studying on Wednesday night, and we've been learning the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. What are they? For the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Other fruit we will see in our life are answered prayers from being a child of God. Verse 9, Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Spiritual blindness is what I see there. And he was sort of saying, You're a high-ranking person in charge of leading others, and you are spiritually bankrupt. Those are tough words. But it was the truth. He had no sight at this point in his life. Jesus goes on in verse 11, Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. Who's the you in there? Him and the Pharisees. The group. There's an inclusion right there. You do not receive our testimonies. So we receive the testimony of Jesus Christ. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except He who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Jesus is talking about Himself there. He's starting to lay some things out for Nicodemus. He that descended will ascend. He's laying it out for him. He's laying the groundwork starting here. Go on to verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. Out of all the things he could have told him with this question, what does he tell him? 
that whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. And yes, there is a demon belief, but there is a true belief right here that He's talking about where we will bear fruit in, in our lives. Where our lives will be transformed and changed, our mind will be regenerated. That's the true birth. You will think of things of God more and more and more. Your life will, will move more and more towards God, towards holiness. You won't be perfect, but you're going to move that way. What's it talking about there And as Moses lifted up the serpent? If you go back to Numbers in, uh, 21. Numbers 21. From Mount Hor, they, uh, verse 4. From Mount Hor they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom, and the people became impatient on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food, which was manna. Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord, against you. Pray to the Lord that He take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. We've been bitten by sin, brothers and sisters. We have been bitten by sin. Moses raised that up. Bronze serpent. Bronze in the Bible usually represents judgment. The sin was represented as a snake in that. And, and, and while you, how you sort of put that together, you go to Revelation 1 and 15 and it says Jesus' feet were like bronze. Sort of put things together in the Bible as you as you see things unfold and different things they use time and time again. But they, the people looked at that and were healed. Today, are we looking at Jesus Christ, looking to what He's done for us to be healed? Jesus is also saying in that that He's going to be lifted up. That's what He's he's prophesying there, that He will be lifted up and that whoever believes in Him shall have eternal life. He's a sin offering for us and anyone who looks to Him and believes will be healed spiritually and eternally. John 5 and 24. Flip there if you got a Bible. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears My Word and believes Him who sent Me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. You pass from death to life when you truly believe in Jesus Christ. And you will hear those words, well done. Well done. What a comforting thought today. So as we leave that and... and thinking about Nicodemus and all this conversation that has led up to this point. What happened to Nicodemus? 
John 7, 50 and 52 sort of gives us a pretty good idea. John 7, 50 and 52. Nicodemus, who had gone to him before and who was one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Such and see that no prophet arises from Galilee. He's pushing back against the Pharisees at this point a little bit. He's questioning their actions. He's defending Jesus in just a subtle way right here. And what does he get? A little pushback from him. As we talked in class this morning, when you speak the truth, be ready. You're going to get some pushback. When you defend Jesus Christ, be ready. You're going to get some pushback. John 19 and 38 through 40. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes and about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. He comes in daylight at this point. He's to the point of it doesn't matter anymore what the Pharisees think. It doesn't matter anymore what the religious people think. And it does not say, it does not go any farther than this in Nicodemus' life. But you can see a gradual progression in his life. He came by night the first time. He's helping bury the Savior this third time. And it'll be up to God where he ends up. But this is a story right here that I believe we can look at in our own lives. You know, can you can you see the reactions of the Pharisees? You see the reactions, Nicodemus. You buried Jesus. I mean, can you can you just imagine those things? Can you imagine what might have been said? What the conversation might have been? I believe the actions of Nicodemus show a man coming to faith. What is the takeaway from this today? I think that's the main thing that we all sort of look to of what we what we take away out of the Bible and apply it to our lives. Religion does not save us. Grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. That's how you're saved. We must be born again by the Spirit of God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says we become new creations when this happens. The old has died and the new has come. Is that a reality in your life? 
He saved us apart from any work we have done. Only by His mercy. But it's sort of ironic. He saves us without works, but then He tells us, go to work. I mean, that's pretty ironic. Yeah. He gives us a Spirit-generated, Spirit-powered, Spirit-protected life as His children. What else do we take away? Don't fear what others might think. Do not fear that. In this day and time, do not fear what others think. You stand on the truth. You believe in the Gospel. You take it to people. It doesn't matter what their life is like. Go with the Gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation is what the Word of God tells us. If you're worried about somebody going to hell, the only thing you can do is go with the Gospel and go with love. got to get yourself out of the way. So I've had to get myself out of the way. God, I, I don't know about this. God, I don't know about this. Get a little uncomfortable for Jesus Christ. You'll see His power work like you've never seen before. Ten years ago, I would have never come up here. And every time I come up here, I get nervous. And I hope as long as I continue to walk and serve the Lord, He makes me nervous. Because that keeps me humble. To know I'm only standing up here because of Him. That is it. We must know that there will be persecution. And there will be troubles along the way. There is a cost to following Jesus. We might lose a political position, family, friends, jobs. They're just a few. But what about your life? What does the Bible say? Those that find their life will what, church? And those that lose their life for my sake will what? Jesus Christ ought to be in everything we do. From our job, to our homes, to our families, everything. To the grocery store, walk in the light. Others will see it. Others will see this. Paul said, and I will... I'm winding her down here. Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. Do you believe that, brothers and sisters? As a church body, we can change things through the power of God. But we've got to be willing to go. We've got to be willing to go. And I would say to the young parents and, and all today, your most important priority are those kids in your home. There's a season for everything. I, do, I truly believe that. 
But you are training and raising those children right now. And if you're expecting, as I told the, the people in our class the other night, uh, we've got some stay-at-home moms. What does the world say about stay-at-home mom? Because a lot of them say, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, and they hang their head. You've got one of the greatest responsibilities. Don't hang your head, be proud. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I get to stay home and teach my kids. I get to stay home and love my kids. Society doesn't say that's a good thing. I don't care what it says. You train those babies. You teach them God's Word. We'll end with this. And if there's any need here today, you come. But do you know the Gospel? Do you know Jesus Christ? came to this earth, was born, lived a sinless life for us, lived for us, went to the cross, died for us, was resurrected on the third day, seated at the right hand of the Father. Do you believe that with all your heart? If there is any need here today, if you need prayers, if you need prayers for strength, if you need prayers for courage, if you whatever it is, come as we sing this last song. We will pray. We will we will stay however long we need to. Not your wait. If there is any need today, please don't leave without getting prayers of the church. Amen.